0: It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateras, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. Ricey. Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And not with me, as always, my buddy, my my pal, man with the plan, the one and only, the Tratcaster 101. Alex is out this week. So I am an unfamiliar territory here, uh, doing a solo Nick's episode. We have, uh, Sean, I hate Sean on, uh, we had him on, on the last Jets episode, but we also did a Nick segment. So I, we cut that up. We threw that on, uh, at the end of this, we, we, uh, talked it was right after, uh, the epic collapse versus Dallas. So it was, it was a nice time to talk, uh, with him. And, uh, here I am after this terrible Spurs loss on this Texas road trip. But I'm not that upset, man. We, I mean, the Knicks are back where we always thought they'd be. They're at 500. I mean, how poetic! They haven't won a game since Alex Alex left us. We went from an eight-game winning streak to a five-game losing streak, sitting all the way down at the eighth seed. Uh, we are just as far back from the the front as the back of the Eastern Conference. So, it's uh, it's nice to be at 500, to be honest with you. Uh, because without Jalen Brunson, without RJ Barrett, your two signings of this year, I mean, how, how far do you, how far do you expect to go in any given game, in any given season, in any given stretch? I mean, nobody knew that RJ was going to be out. Obviously a freak injury, lacerated finger. It's not just a cut as, uh, Mike Breen and Alan on were, uh, were mentioning during the game they mentioned as more he said his finger was bent the wrong way so uh, i don't know i guess he i guess it's a broken finger so that's what that's what i'm thinking about in my head uh i hope he's back soon but rj that's manageable to uh to kind of it's not ideal as much as uh you know, later on in the, the, the you'll you hear Sean got at me. I i was kind of, kind of gave some, uh, slack to RJ for his last season, but he pointed out, uh, uh you know, Sean shot me down real quick, pointed out how well RJ did, especially as a 21 year old. I'm just, I was just more disgusted with the overall team. And then we extended him. And then this year he, he, he played terribly and then he had that really good 12 game stretch, right? And he was cooking and we we're ready to go, right? He maybe just had a slow start. We called him mark to share. He just had a mark to share a month. Maybe he's just slow, uh, to start and he was getting it together. Unfortunately, freak injury by Luca on the same day. He gets 60, 10. Uh, I feel like, uh, I'm in, uh, that show lost where they're just like repeating those numbers. <laughs> 60, 21, 10. 60, I mean, that's just like, I've, I've seen those numbers everywhere. People are texting me. I just, I see it everywhere now because of Luca. It's unfortunate. But again, I'm not too disappointed because we, we can make up for RJ, but we can't make up for no Jalen Brunson. Leads our team in assists. Leads our team in offense, like just in general, because we all know the the isolation basketball lack of game plan offense that Tibbs runs. And when you don't have a point guard who is drive to basket first. It's imp- it's impossible to win. So uh, I, I love McBride. I, I love how he's uh, able to uh, manage these games right now. It's not his fault that he was exhausted uh, at the end of the fourth quarter and into overtime uh, versus Dallas. It's not his fault that Tibbs didn't sub him out, that he's been doing well in his role. What more can you ask for from you know, a player who was literally in the G League last year. It's he, He's good, but he can't make up for Jalen Brunson. So we're at 500 here. It's not as bad as it seems, even though, when, you know, this is the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast, and I find it hilarious that the Jets season and the Knicks season are almost completely identical this season. Low expectations for both teams going in. Started really slow for both teams. Hit a hot streak and now just fell right off the cliff due to injury. <laughs> Honestly. Um of course I'm ineptness by Zach Wilson, but that's a different story. The Knicks are in a really good spot right now. I i I'm not even trying to be like the optimistic. You know, uh, glass half full guy right now, but without Jalen Brunson, without RJ Barrett, I mean, that's two hundred million dollars. Like, it, it's tough. And then when you when you, when you have competitive basketball without them, like that that has to excite you, just just on the surface. Now, when you get a little deeper into into the weeds here, we start talking about these games. Emmanuel quickly. I mean I'm I'm glad he's playing these minutes. He definitely deserves a spot. But going 1 for 10 from 3 against Dallas and then going 5 for 12 versus San Antonio. I mean it's not not the best two games he's ever had. 12 from 12 for 27 from the field. It's all right. 36 points, it's fire. 7 assists, 7 rebounds. I mean Picked it up just after one game and really proved that he can't, he, he can take over a bigger role, like 51 minutes, 43 minutes. He's, he's never seen that before in his life. So I'm really proud of the way he played, especially versus Spurs and especially being able to pick up from a pretty bad game in Dallas. If I'm being a little honest, Mitch Robinson was an absolute force versus Dallas. Absolute force. Uh, you could have had a conversation that he's top five center in the league when you're watching the Dallas game. When you watch a San Antonio game, you think to yourself, Okay, this is, you know, a typical Knicks center. Goes from eight of nine field goals, sixteen rebounds, twenty points. In 36 minutes, to 28 points, 0 for two, six rebounds, zero points. Unfortunately, he had a bad game. He's been doing so well. It's 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 just about it's really about stacking games for Mitch. Uh, we know he can do it. It's just about stacking them. So, shout out to shout out to Mitch for. Showing us that he's capable in Dallas, uh, you know. Um, it's not that um, I'm just I'm just frustrated that you know he, he he you know he didn't come out with any energy, any juice today. But I'm more frustrated that Sims doesn't come in for him. You know what I mean? Like it's okay for Mitch Robinson to have a bad game, but what's not okay is that you're gonna sub in a power forward in for him, and when we have a bona fide center. Waiting on the bench. And this is coming right after Tibbs was. Uh, what's, a, what's a good word for it? He's just being a weirdo? Like he's being a weirdo with the rotations? <laughs> I mean, talk about stubbornness. You see Javal McGee come in for that last play just for it to get a rebound. Why aren't you subbing Simson? Like Grimes is there, just just put Simson. The guy jumps, he, he tries to hit the top of the, you know, the top of the glass for every rebound for no reason. Just sub him in. He'll get the rebound. At least he'll tip it. He'll do something. Like wh- why aren't you summon him in? But even before that, like I mentioned McBride earlier, there was no reason to not take out McBride. A, I, I mean. He was amazing that he hit those five out of six free throws. Kudos to him. That was, that was more than I expected to, to be, to be quite honest with you. But you couldn't just sub in D-Rose for a little bit when, when McBride was, he had no legs. I just, I I, I really don't get it. And then with RJ out and Brunson out, <laughs> you don't even look at Cam Reddish. And then, you know, I, I mentioned again, uh, Ooh, as a, a little note, we recorded after the Dallas game. I was talking to Sean. I know that's coming up uh, later here. I was talking to him about Evan Fournier. I told him, oh, go watch the overtime. Evan Fournier just wouldn't sit down. He just would, he just wouldn't. He was right. He wasn't in the corner. He wasn't at the edge. He was in the middle of the bench, like right in eyesight. <laughs> and he was just standing up the whole time. He's, he's just like trying to make eye contact. Like, dude, why? How are you not playing me right now? The our players are not even running up and down the court. We just we just blew a nine point lead in 33 seconds. That felt like it took an hour. Luca had 53 points going into overtime. Like you can't make a sub, dude. I'm right here. Just just play me, like please. And I was joking around about it, and we were, we were being a little facetious because, first of all, Sean dislikes Fournier, but also as a basketball player, but also he hasn't played. At all this year. So it was, it was just like almost like, you know, as our video producer graphics calling, just, just being a crazy person or like putting on that tinfoil hat. It's just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. John, sounds good. you talk talking about Evan Fournier. Cause he's standing up. Like you're just making something out of nothing. All of a sudden today versus Spurs, who comes in off the bench plays the most bench minutes on the New York Knicks today. Evan freaking Fournier. I mean, That's why it's not even, I can't even say it's stubbornness. Uh, with Tibbs, it's actually just weird. Like it's, it's actually just weird. And it's not the same old story with, you know, Tibbs being stingy with minutes. Now that I'm saying it a lot, I guess it is, but it's just, he's overcorrecting. Like he's being he 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 messed up versus Dallas, okay? Like I I I don't I don't even think it's a question that he messed up multiple times versus Dallas by 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 not making the the, the proper sub for McBride in my opinion in overtime for not adjusting and and, and making proper subs with RJ, uh freak injury out for the game and with not subbing in Sims just on the surface, he messed up. He had a bad game. We we had we had the worst loss in nba history the stats are all out there the numbers are out there for luka the social media is going crazy everybody everybody that's listening to this their phone blew up because of it everyone's pissed off because of it i, I i'm with you like i'm i'm totally with you i'm sure tibbs wanted to forget that game but he's on this texas road trip we're on we're on a four game losing streak now at the time and he overcorrected I have playing 17 minutes. I mean, he had a honestly he had a great game. He had a he had a he had a great game for honestly what, like, what what do you want the guy to do? Like he he hasn't played all year coming in going four for six, one for one for three from three, two rebounds, 11 points, most minutes off the bench all of a sudden. I mean, not bad. give him his props but on the other hand this means that Cam Reddish (laughs) is never ever 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 going to play again for Coach Tibbs and the New York Knicks this is never going to happen it's impossible if you couldn't play these next two last two games if you'd rather not even split Fournier and Reddish you'd rather play Fournier 17 minutes I mean sorry Cam it's over Cam Hive just hang it up he'll probably be on Dallas and do well (laughs) <laughs> Something like that, or or probably Lakers because he's clutch. But yeah, Reddish is done here. The D Rose looked terrible today, and this is like where someone would say, "Oh, look, I told you so." This is why D Rose wasn't subbed in for McBride. It's just different situations. Uh, i stop, stop painting things with a with a you know with such a large, over wide brush. It's silly. He he, being Tibbs, overcorrected, and I don't want to say he lost this game, but if I ever see Hardenstein come in for Mitch Robinson, I feel like you're tanking. <laughs> like at this point, I feel like you're tanking. Hardenstein is 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 a power forward. Is a backup power forward at best. I I don't understand what anyone else sees. Fournier. Listen, it's, this is going to be a tough sledding without RJ. I wonder how the fact that for, I don't know if it's just me or if you're learning now, if you, if you guys knew before that lacerated finger by, uh, by a nail meant broken finger, like that they were talking about today. Like that's news to me. I feel like RJ is going to be out to the All Star game. Am I being crazy here? I haven't read anything on it. I don't know, but that's, that's going to be tough for, uh, for, for us uh, as a team, but I feel like we'd be able to get over it. We We haven't, I haven't mentioned it at all this episode. And honestly, that's my fault because the New York Grimes, Quentin freaking Grimes, man. Terrible game versus Spurs. It's a terrible day for me to go off on how much I love Grimes. One for 10. uh Including one for six from three. I mean, not great. <laughs> not great, Bob. But he is the reason, along with Quickly, that would be able to make up for RJ's absence and not have to use Fournier or Cam Radish. He absolutely killed versus Dallas. 48 minutes, 12 for 25. 7 for 16 from 3. 33 points. I mean, 5 fouls for him, 5 fouls for Quickly, 5 fouls for Randall. That was was a dogfight, man. Quickly nabbing the 15 assists uh, versus Dallas. 13 points, 15 assists. You got to love that, man. You got to love that, especially when he's 1 for 10 from 3. He's still getting it done. I can't get out of here without mentioning Julius Randle. I feel like, I feel like he's on his, like, I told you so tour. I feel like him and Geno Smith maybe have some, uh, some similarities in, in some weird way, even though I don't really trust Geno Smith, but just, just in the sense of like the media where he is on this tour right now of absolutely killing every single game. And nobody's talking about it. He's taking over for this team. Again, no shot to Obi. But if Obi was here starting instead of Randall, we shipped out Randall like everybody wanted to. Well, this team would have three wins. <laughs> I mean, he is a catalyst. Every single game, every single first quarter, every single first half, another twenty point first half. It feels like it's every single game. And then where do we blow the leads? In the fourth quarter. Uh there's got to be something there. There's got to be some sort of correlation there to Julius Randle. So shout out to Julius. He's back. 29 versus Dallas. What he I mean tough at the end that uh, he should have had a better second half. He owns Dallas. 41 versus San Antonio, not bad. But yo, IQ with the 36 is insane. 36 7 and 7. I mean, boys balling. Knicks are fine. 500. Just what just what we always thought. They're going to bounce back here. Uh, Dallas just smacked Houston uh, by 15. Same day that we lost to the Spurs. Now we're playing Houston. Next game, New Year's Eve. We're going to beat Houston. By the way, we were favored in the Spurs game by five, which made no sense. But also I feel like that. I feel like that hurts a little bit, Uh and I feel like everybody pushes that narrative. Like everyone knows that they're favorites, so they start acting like they're favorites, and then this game hurts. You know what I mean? Spurs are nice. Knicks eighteen eighteen. We'll go into the new year at nineteen and eighteen. I like that. After that, we have. The Suns, Mat- a little a little, uh, a little, January 2nd matinee. Everyone's off on that Monday to observe New Year's Day, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> but uh, we have off that Monday, thankfully. 3 o'clock? That's weird. It's a weird, weird start. No Booker. That's good for the Knicks, but I'll be there. I'll be at that game. I'm, I'm not sure what the vibes are going to be like, at, uh, but we'll see yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of kids because of a uh, break. It's the last day of break. We'll see. Hopefully it's, uh, hopefully the vibes are immaculate because without Jalen Brunson, this team is going absolutely nowhere. We can't win games. We can't close out games. We can't control the tempo. We can't get any, everyone involved. He's our leading assist guy. He grabs boards. He gets clutch threes. He's a coach on the floor. He could take the ball out of Randall's hand when, when that needs to happen. The only bad thing he does is he doesn't allow IQ to drop forty. <laughs> that, that's the only thing. That's the only bad thing that Jalen Brunson because he because he holds the ball a little bit more, so IQ can't drop forty every game. That's the only. That's the only negative to Jalen Brunson. But you see, you see what this team is without a point guard. Man, without a point guard, this team is going nowhere. Without a point guard, this team can't close. That's why Jalen Brunson's worth it. Jalen Brunson, he's that guy. He He's the, he's the future of this New York Knicks team, and he's a cheap contract already. <laughs> Honestly, what a bargain. So, hopefully Jalen Brunson's back for this New Year's Eve game. Regardless, we are going to beat the Rockets, because they stink. He has to be back for Sasson's. He has to. I wonder Tin foil hat. I wonder if there's a little showcase here because I, I know there was a little rumor about uh, Jay Crowder. I wonder if there's a little bit of a showcase game. Oh, a little, a little curious. Maybe Crowder gets in there. Maybe whoever the Suns are interested in, the feelers go out to the Knicks and they, they end up playing those guys. Comes from the front office. I mean, anything could happen with this rotation. It's super weird. But if Cam gets in there or something crazy happens versus that Suns game, that'd be absolutely hilarious. But Rockets is a win. If Brunson is back January second, which he was holding his hip on Christmas, and then I'm surprised it wasn't mentioned enough until a couple of days later, until he's finally out. But I feel like he's gonna be back for the January second game. Revenge game versus Spurs on January fourth. That's a win. Going to Toronto. January sixth, my Christmas Eve, uh, Orthodox Christian Christmas Eve. Same day is a college, uh, college final. Same day as maybe, well, definitely a, a one NFL game. It's going to be two games that are flexed. Could be the Jets Dolphins. We'll see how that goes. January sixth would be a crazy night. I am. If Brunson is back here. I'm going to go three and one. We're going to beat the Rockets. We're going to beat the Suns. We're going to beat the Spurs. And then we're going to go on the road to Toronto and lose to Nick Nurse because Nick Nurse owns us. (laughs) Nick Nurse owns the New York Knicks. He's 11 and three versus them. This is going to be 12 and three versus them. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Our coach is limited. I think I finally came to that realization. Our coach is limited. He has his positives where he's able to make this team look like an actual defensive juggernaut. That's insane. I can't believe how when you like take a step back and you see that these these guys are are, are defensive machine sometimes and that's how they're winning games. You're like, oh, okay, this is uh this is coaching. But then when you look on the other side of the ball and you see the isolation that's pretty consistent throughout his whole career with the point guard, just ISO ball, when it's pretty consistent that there's no real offensive game plans, when it's pretty consistent how he plays the pick and roll on defense and how it's just easier to pick him off, and maybe that's why he's not always the most successful in the playoffs. And just that there's always some funky thing going on with rotations and tips. We knew it coming into the season. I mean, after the season. I mean, we did not know it coming into the season, but we knew when we hired him that that was the whole thing. But we thought, for, I mean, we, it was because he runs players into the ground. I mean, I, I guess that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is he just doesn't, also doesn't play other players, you know? And um, it looks like he's overcorrecting now, which is really scares me, to be honest with you. I was. This is the first moment in time where... Maybe I'm starting to look for for the panic buttons. Just starting to look for it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yo, where is that panic button for the Knicks? I haven't seen it in a while. And now I'm like I'm I'm start I'm just I'm starting to but not for the actual team, but but for for Coach Tibbs. Because he's 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 coaching desperately. That's that's what it that's what it feels like from uh from my perspective. Though just the last two games. It's not because of the collapse, it's Not because of how it happened. It's not because Luca danced like a like a weirdo uh, when he when he when he scored that. Just the total elation, which is cool, but what a weirdo with that. One of my favorite players, by the way. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting here with Tibbs going forward. But that wraps it up for this solo pod of mine, uh, the Knicks Jets etc. podcast. Stay tuned for. Sean and I, a little bit of video producer Greg just uh, chop it up on the Knicks here make sure to uh, like, subscribe to our YouTube, Knicks, coming, Jets coming, ETC period if you're watching us Uh, hit that like button subscribe for us, uh, leave us a comment, it helps us out also on Apple, Spotify uh, Amazon Google Play, wherever you listen to us uh, we appreciate you Uh, like and subscribe for us, that'd be great and hit us up uh, you know, Jay Malika, try to 101. And then we have winning picks weekly. If you're gambling on college games, if, you co- if you're gambling on college bowl games, if you're gambling on the NFL slate, we have winning P weekly on Twitter. Winning picks weekly is also a playlist on Nick's common jets coming ETC period. YouTube. Chip Murphy seven me, Greg. We're on there every week. We'll see you there. All right. And now, a little bit of a little bit of Sean from uh, the Knicks wall. Let's go Knicks.